Assalamu alaikum. You're listening to Tech Sisters Stories. Tech Sisters is a community that connects you with other Muslim women in tech who share your story, experiences, and goals so that you no longer have to feel like you're the only one like you at work. My name is Grace, and I get to interview the amazing women in our community, share their stories, and the lessons they learned. On today's show, we have Rukaya Brown, and I'm super excited to show her to you. Mashallah, she's such a fun person to talk to and an amazing brand strategist. Uh, you'll hear throughout the episode, but she has a goal of working with over 100 Muslim brands this year. Uh, Tech Sisters is one of those brands. So if you see any changes or if you've noticed any changes in how we look and how we're presenting ourselves, Rukaya is the one behind that, Mashallah. So we're very, very happy to work with her and super happy to feature her story. And if any Muslim brands are out there listening to this, please get in touch with her because she is so much fun to work with. And yeah, I hope you enjoy the show. Today on Tech Sisters Stories, we are super excited to have Rukaya Brown. Rukaya is a brand strategist helping iconic Muslim brands elevate their voices. She has over 10 years of experience in brand building, and she is also the co-founder of Homeschool Queens. Thank you so much for talking to us today, Rukaya. Thank you for having me on. I'm so excited to have this conversation. Oh, alhamdulillah. I'm super excited to talk to you. Where does your story start? How did you first get into this? It's really an interesting story, I think. My mom is basically a PC whiz, and... She has had a computer since they were first out. So when I was younger, I saw my mom using the computer quite a lot. Mm-hmm. And I remember she decided to start teaching myself and my brother when I was about nine years old. She taught us HTML. Oh, um, the basics nine. of Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember computer, family computer, like upstairs on the landing. Mm-hmm. And she specifically started teaching us these HTML classes where she was having us just do like the basics of setting up a web page. And then we would check out what the front end looked like and that's like really my first experience that I remember of getting into tech and I feel like that was the foundation for you know where I've come alhamdulillah alhamdulillah that's wonderful it sounds like your mom has a really big influence in your life definitely <laughs> yeah definitely alhamdulillah. very inspirational for me so she actually raised us as a single mom and we was a really close tight-knit family so when I was younger it was just me and my brother and my mom mm-hmm. together quite a lot and yeah for her she just used to spend a lot of time with us. You know, we would go out, have adventures, do things together, like learning HTML. So it was very, very close. And we've just kind of maintained that relationship as I've gotten older. Amazing. Mashallah. So once you've learned HTML, what was the next step in this for you? I think you were doing some graphic designing later on. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Graphic design was really the next step for me. I had installation on Photoshop on the computer and the thing is that I was taken out of school when I was about 10 years old so I was homeschooled from then onwards so I had a lot of freedom on the computer to do things like graphic design so I would actually spend a lot of my days just learning and practicing specifically with creating graphics and websites so yeah that was my earliest experience and at the time I also started to offer my services for like logo design branding and things like that you know from when I was a team so yeah I also got into business around about the same time as well and I started to learn other coding languages. So I did a bit of PHP, a bit of CSS, but I never, I didn't really go too much into coding. I feel like it was, it was just too, what's the word? I don't know if comprehensive is the right word, but it was just too much for me at the time. Like I'm very creative. I want to do things. I want to see results now rather than spending time in the back end too much. So yeah, yeah that's I really fair. Yeah. focused on the, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, I think that is, yeah, alhamdulillah. But that's one of the reasons why when people come very fresh into coding or they're transitioning from other things, front end's a really good place to start because you could see the effects of your work immediately. You know, exactly, immediately when something's not working, it's a lot easier to troubleshoot than the back end most of the time. So you're going into business when you're a teenager, you're doing some logo design, some graphic design. At what point then did you start saying, I'm going to focus on brand strategy? Yeah, so I have always really been interested in psychology and the psychology of brands. So even when I was working on branding, brand identities, I've always just had questions and, you know, researched how the strategic side. So I didn't actually officially start offering brand strategy until the last couple of years. But yeah, it's just been something that I've been learning and surrounding myself by early on in the last 10 years, really. And watching a lot of brands a lot of startups and how they do it and then how they grow. Like, I don't know, that's just something I've always been interested in looking into and researching. Like research is definitely one of my favorite things to do. <laughs> so yeah, that's kind of how I got into it. And yeah, the reason why I've got into it now in the last couple of years and really going full power in marketing myself now is because I'm very passionate about helping Muslim brands grow. And yeah, I just feel like there's a big need for that. So that's where I've put my speciality into Alhamdulillah. Yeah, that's really wonderful. That's you know how we got in touch with each other was that focus on the Muslim brands. I'm wondering in your expertise, what is the unique need of a Muslim brand? What is something that really differentiates a Muslim brand strategy over a more generalized one? Yeah, so I love to work with brands that specifically target Muslim audiences. And I think that is the biggest difference. What big kind of problem that I've noticed that I try to dissipate is the idea that marketing to Muslims needs to be so much focused on the Muslim identity rather than the human problems and solutions that we see Mm. so you know a lot of brands really come out and really focus on the halal aspect of what they do or focus on the fact that this is for you because you're Muslim or are you a Muslim this is the perfect thing for you and not taking into account the psychology behind that. Like, you know, we're just, we're all just normal people. You know, we have, we eat food, we buy clothes. We don't necessarily do all that. Shocking, shocking. (laughs) (laughs) We don't seek out, you know, halal dresses or things like this. You know, we just, we're just normal people. So I feel like the focus so much on that needs to be less and we need to be looking behind the real reasons why people are making purchases, why your specific audience needs a thing that you have and making that the focus of your messaging. So it sounds like treating your audience as authentic humans and going into their interests and, and Muslim is part of a whole package of what makes an authentic human. Is that it? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Authentic human experiences. I love that. Yeah, that's kind of what I was coming to. Like we are more than just a number. And for a lot of businesses, you know, what drives what drives them forward, what motivates them is the numbers but I really love to work with brands that have strong purpose behind it and want to actually connect with their customers connect with their clients on a deeper level so that you can speak to the things beyond you know the token of they're just a Muslim buyer yeah yeah that's it subhanallah tell me about homeschool queens so you have this business and you have another we found with homeschool queens at the end of 2020 so just over a year old now. And we are both homeschooling mums. Yeah, we've been homeschooling for many, many years now. And we just found that there was a lack of resources tailored to Muslim families, Muslim homeschooling families. And 
like support for Muslim homeschooling moms specifically. So we launched creating curriculums for use at home with the children from the ages of toddlers all the way up until 13 years old. And alhamdulillah, that really, really grew quite fast. We was getting a lot of a lot of traction. A lot of families just really appreciative of what we're putting out there because it was quite unique and something that was needed. Yeah, definitely a thing, especially at that time as well, while families were in lockdown and we had to teach our kids ourselves. <laughs> Did you see more people taking on homeschooling because of the pandemic and lockdown? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. That had a big impact on the homeschool world at that time. And a lot of parents were just struggling, find, trying to figure out how to do it all, how to manage. So I think us coming out with that support at that time was definitely something that was needed and was able to connect with them. Mm-hmm. With my own kids, I, I I had a couple of friends who were doing homeschooling, and they had homes. They had lots of children, mashallah, and big families, and they had homeschooled like from the very beginning. And so I saw them, and I was really inspired to do that with my family. But very quickly discovered mm-hmm. I need I need some space. <laughs> and so I think what we've kind of in our own home, what we've came to a happy little medium where they go to a school. It's just a normal UK school, but they're they're with a lot of kids from very similar backgrounds as us. So they have a nice identity mm-hmm. and they're making friends. But at home, we do supplement a lot of what they learn. You know, we're doing extra maths. We're, we're a really fun family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> extra maths. Uh, and then we teach the Islamic studies ourselves so that as a family, we're talking about that together. What do you think of like the families making a hybrid approach to homeschooling or what challenges do parents feel when they're trying to take on and supplement their kids' education? Yeah, yeah. I I just want to say, I think that's really amazing and really encouraging, inspirational that you do that, that you take that initiative um, and do the hybrid stuff because, um, you know, that's allowing you to build those connections with your children when they're off school. And so, you know, it's so important that we make the time to be that director and guide for our children you know when they're with us so alhamdulillah I do admire families that take that approach you know with the hybrid homeschooling but yeah some of the struggles that I have noticed from speaking to many mums in the same kind of situation is kind of a lack of knowing what to do so we often get that question Mm. like where do I start what should I be doing you know my children at this age I don't know what's the next step and I have even had that struggle myself in the past it's kind of like you know you're seeking just steps to follow really that you can do with your children especially with the islamic studies so yeah that's definitely one struggle just know where to start and secondly families not understanding where you're coming from yeah. it's definitely been a big struggle that we've heard a lot as well yeah just feeling like lonely in your decisions of the way that you're educating your children uh, a lot of revert families as well especially so yeah i would say those pretty much the top two one of the top two struggles um yeah I think that kind of underlines the revert experience is a lot of loneliness sometimes and people not understanding Mm. what you're doing. (laughs) Alhamdulillah. So going back, pivoting a little bit into you having these two businesses, you're a mom, you're educating your kids. So what challenges, what hurdles are you facing when you're putting yourself out there as a business strategist, as a co-founder, and how are you dealing Mm. with that? Yeah, I think this is an an interesting question. And in most of my journey, my biggest challenge has been my own personal lack of confidence and just feeling, you know, inferior in my experiences and being a visibly Muslim woman. So 
it has taken me to really make a decision to continue to put myself out there and be, be bold enough to take up space in the spaces that I'm going into. So working on my own self-confidence, yeah, has been the thing that is helping me to overcome that challenge. So I really do believe that most of the time, what holds us back is ourselves and what we think and what we believe about ourselves. And yeah, that's definitely been the, the biggest challenge for me. But Alhamdulillah, especially in the last two years, I have really just made a strong decision to work on that. And I've seen so much progress. So whereas before I would constantly feel like, for example, with my graphic design skills, I've always felt like everyone could do it. I don't know why. <laughs> so whenever I've had friends asking me questions, I was like, oh, I thought that like everyone knew this kind of stuff. And that was obviously me just discounting the experiences and the knowledge that I have. But Alhamdulillah, recently, you know, in the last few years, like I said, I've been stepping into that confidence and really understanding that I have value. You know, I have something to give. I can help the people that I want to help and just being confident in that. So yeah, that's definitely been the biggest challenge that I had previously. Yeah, and that really resonates with a lot of other stories that we've heard from tech sisters. Confidence does seem to be just a major underlying thing that a limiting factor. Once you break through that and you start feeling comfortable uh, in uncomfortable situations, then really everything starts falling into, it, it just gets a lot easier. SubhanAllah, more things happen, more opportunities come. I'm really happy to hear that you're working on that in the last two years and you made that concerted effort. And I'm wondering, do you have any tips or advice for people who are at that cusp where they realize that this is something that's holding them back and they want to work on it? But again, they probably don't know where to start. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I really love that you said being comfortable in uncomfortable situations. That would be the top tip that I could give to take those risks, like where you do feel that uncomfortability, where you feel like, you know, you're out of place, that's where you need to be. That is, you know, where the growth is. So opening yourself up to those spaces, those opportunities. And instead of asking yourself and thinking about what could go wrong, ask yourself and think about what could go right, what could happen for you, you know, in a positive way, because it's the negativity that overclouds our thoughts of what could be possible so being bold enough to just take those risks and embracing those situations where you feel a little bit out of place is going to help you to take on even bigger challenges as you go along and then when you look backwards you're going to realize and you're going to thank yourself for those times that you did that yeah alhamdulillah that would definitely be my top top tip for anyone in that situation yeah alhamdulillah top top yeah yeah. And I think those are, that's perfect. Yeah. The growth comes from uncomfortable moments. I would add on to that. Uh, it really helps to have that reliance on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to have that like really deep sense of tawakkul that even when I'm in a difficult situation or even when I feel really uncomfortable, that this is, this is my culture. This is something that Allah sent to me to guide me to be a better person, to grow and to be closer to him, inshallah. And so there's always lessons in every situation that we're in. All these opportunities are coming from Allah and it's um, all leading us towards like a, a good place. Yes, yes, I completely agree with that. Alhamdulillah, I definitely think, you know, that's the foundation that we should be going forward with. So what do you think is next for you? You've been working on your confidence. You've been really putting yourself out there and you're going full steam ahead, focusing on Muslim brands. What do you hope is the next step for you, inshallah? Yeah, so I, inshallah, are moving into being a full digital agency. We're going to be taking on some other experts and expanding the services that I offer so that we can really be a bigger package that brands can come to. I have a current campaign that I'm running for 2022, which is that I'm going to be, inshallah, working towards helping 100 Muslim tech brands. 
So to increase their users or grow their brand awareness and just get their name out there using strategy and campaigns. So yeah, that's, that's what I'm doing for this year, inshallah. Oh, that's amazing. And Tech Sisters is one of those brands, alhamdulillah. (laughs) (laughs) And Rokaya, what is something in your life or in your work, whatever, that is the most proudest moment for you? Something that's really meaningful? Mm -hmm. Okay, one of my proudest things that I've accomplished. Okay, yeah, I I think I have two answers for this question. So I'm going to say, yeah, the first one, which is like a reflection on myself, is that I been a very very shy and introverted person for most of my life so you know if you would have met me at school I would have not spoken to you I'm the girl uh, that would have been sat in the corner by herself especially in gatherings even when I was a teen to be honest I've just always been you know not very good in social situations and not really spoken outside of my family mm-hmm. so yeah um alhamdulillah I've just kind of grown out of that and really found confidence in myself and my ideas in my own voice and I'm able to sit down here with you and have conversations like this um, and I have big hopes for getting on stage and expanding where my message gets to mm-hmm. so I would definitely say I'm proud of myself for taking those steps to step out of myself and just become confident in in myself alhamdulillah and you know I attribute that all firstly to Allah and secondly that he gave me you know, the experiences that I needed to be able to come to this stage. So yeah, that would be the first thing. That's a wonderful thing. I resonate with that a lot, I have to say, because I was so shy too. I go days without talking. Yeah, I used to just sit in the corner and read my book and not talk to anybody. (laughs) It wasn't until like university that I started to grow out of that. Yeah, yeah. I I think it's amazing. I think it's amazing. I've actually asked a question to my followers recently like in the last week about if they're an introvert or an extrovert and I had an inclination most of them are introverts mm. and I find that's very common, especially in you know the tech world it's, it's kind of ideal because you know we're dealing with code we're dealing with this stuff where you don't actually really need to speak to people basically <laughs> so yeah I thought that was an interesting insight. this could be a text <laughs> but Hunter, I think <laughs> I think the whole introvert extrovert thing is very interesting too, because I do think it shifts at different stages of your life. So I think there's like, I guess it's a spectrum because for me, I feel like at this stage of my life, I'm very comfortable as in the middle. So I would describe myself as an ambivert. I do like my alone time sometimes, but I also really like talking to people and meeting new people and just, you know, chatting and like small talk and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. Ambivert was an option as well. And there was quite a lot there, so. (laughs) (laughs) So you said you had two answers to the proud question. What's your second one? Yeah, so my second one would be when I was 13 years old, I bought myself my first laptop. Oh, Um, wow. I managed to sign on. (laughs) I managed to sign on a website client. And with that, I was able to purchase my first laptop. And so, yeah, that's just something that I think is quite cool that I was able to do that. At At 13. Yeah, that's really cool. (laughs) (laughs) Mashallah. Do you think that's another testimony to homeschooling? Because if you were in regular school, that probably wouldn't have happened. Yeah, exactly. I wouldn't have had the time to look at the job listings and sign that client. So yeah, <laughs> alhamdulillah. Yeah. Alhamdulillah, that's super cool. And uh, Rukhaya, what's something that you regret or you wish you did differently? Again, you can answer this however you like. Yeah, so I really and honestly don't, don't regret 
I really don't have that kind of feeling like I should mm -hmm. have done something or, you know, I, I don't genuinely regret the past because I feel like, you know, our past is what builds us up to where we are now. And everything that's happened up until now is from the Qadr of Allah, mm -hmm. you know, for us to be able to become better and grow in bigger ways, you open up new doors for ourselves. So, yeah, I don't really regret things. But if I was to say something that I, you know, might have done differently, <laughs> Then maybe speaking to more people earlier on. Like when you, you, you haven't done that for a while. So like if you took a career break for your kids and then you're going back into it, it can feel really daunting to start a network from scratch. Or if you've moved countries and you, you, have, you have to start all over again, that can feel like a huge task. But it's also interesting mm -hmm. that once you get started and you just keep going and, and meet people and try to be of service and connect other people together. It just grows very naturally. What do you think? Yeah, 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 I completely agree with that. Yeah, and I think the best thing that we could do when we're networking is to just be ourselves and yeah. you know, not try to fit into any kind of role or box. You know, people will love you just as you are. So yeah, I completely agree. Yeah, alhamdulillah. And the final question. What is something or someone that you're most grateful for? Wow. Okay. It's another profound question. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think, I think my, my answer would be definitely, you know, the blessing of Allah guiding me to Islam. Mm -hmm. That would be the thing that I'm most grateful for. Yeah. Honestly, that's the same for me. Alhamdulillah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I feel like we can go into a very deep talk about that. <laughs> it's that I do feel yeah. that's the thing that everything kind of stems stems from. It's just the guidance. See, so yeah, I'm getting choked up just even thinking about it. That's how grateful I feel for it. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. It's been so lovely talking to you. Is there anything else that you would like to add, or maybe we didn't touch on yet? I don't think so. Yeah, I think we had a great conversation. Yeah, wonderful. Then thank you so much for doing this. And I really appreciate it. Yeah, and thank you for having me on. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this story. Please consider... Okay. <clears throat> thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's story. If you've liked it, uh, let us know, follow us, leave a review, uh, share it, leave a comment, all those things. It really helps us to know how the stories are impacting you. And it feels really good to read those messages. So please do that if you've liked these episodes. Um, if you are a Muslim woman in tech and you're interested in joining Tech Sisters, you can go to our website at tech-sisters.com and you can fill out the membership form. It's always free. and It'll give you access to our Slack community where we have all sorts of stuff going on there. You can meet other Muslim women who are like you. That's all for me. And I'll see you next week, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum.